0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nationals Review podcast, the official podcast of thenationalsreview.com. My name is Colm, and I'm not here alone. No, I'm here with Mr. October himself, Charlie Vlegal.
1: <laughs> What's happening, Colm? <laughs> I mean, it's playoff baseball time. I'm, I'm giddy. <laughs> this is, I mean, I don't know how into it I was before the last few days, because it took me a while to get over the Nats being terrible. Right. It, me, too. And then there was all this going on with the Nats, and, yep. you know, Matt Williams got fired, and Bryce Harper got choked. and uh, <laughs> Choked. Uh, That's right. Uh, uh, all this stuff. I don't even want to go over that stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. It's been... Rev- the Bryce Harper thing, whatever. Poppel Bond's gone. They're going to trade him. Good, good riddance to bad rubbish. Uh, but before we get into it, Colm. Yes. Do you have a beer? I'd, well, can you call it a beer or a fine malt beverage? <laughs> do you have a... Fruity malt beverage. Yes,
0: I'm going with, as we talked about it, I guess the uh, new flavor of 2015 is the uh, Blood Orange uh, Mike's Art Lemonade flavor. Gimmick, right? It is
1: so gimmick. It even says seasonal flavor on it. So I'm a fan of the, I think I've drank it for the show, the Blood Orange, uh, the Blood Orange IPA by right. Flying Dog. That's really good. That is good. But that's not what I have today. What do you have? I have... I found this at the store. I've never seen it before. Well, obviously at the store. Finn City Brewing Company, F-I-N. Finn City? Out of what uh, place? Ocean City, Maryland. No way! Indeed. And this is Black Finn, Black IPA. Yeah. It is neither... Black nor Finn? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's black. It's not that hoppy for an IPA, and it's not that, um, like, toasty... You know, super what it, what you think of like a dark beer. It's not like right, super right, coffee right. tasting or anything. It's Is a it F I like, N or F I N N? F I N. Okay. Not like an Irishman or something. Right, right. Um, good. I've never heard of this brewery, but the beer's good. I like it. I nice. mean. How much did know, it run you, a six pack? 17. No, I don't know. It was $10. Bucks, oh. like that. I was about to say 17 Dang. Just kidding. No, I don't even remember where I got it. Somewhere local. Right. Um, but yeah, I had never. Who would have thought you would have gone to a
0: beer store and picked out something you'd never had before? I would never yeah. guess. Shocker, right? <laughs> um, oh.
1: They say it's brewed and bottled for Finn City at Peabody Heights Brewery in Baltimore. So I wonder if this is like a local microbrew mm-hmm. that then contracts out their recipe for somebody else to actually bottle it. But, but anyway, it's good. Yeah, kind of like. Uh, not as good, I, should, I shouldn't I should say, kind of like good like the game today. Not nearly as good as the game today. I just, There's nothing better than elimination
0: games. I really think that they're the greatest thing in <sighs> baseball.
1: <laughs> I mean, I just, uh, today, so it's the 14th. We're in the midst, we're probably going to be screaming and yelling. Yeah, let's back podcast. up. Let's
0: back up and talk about, all right, the first team that's made it to the next round. How about we do that?
1: Yeah, go for it. What uh Chicago Cubs. Home runs from guys on oh, the age
0: him. of 30. Chris Bryant, man. Wow. What a superstar that guy did was going to be. Did you
1: see Schwarber's home run? <sighs> Another kid. That hit the top of the scoreboard yep. or sat on top I of the did. scoreboard. It's or st- is it still the there scoreboard? or they went and got it? It's, I, I don't know. I heard it was sitting on top of it. Yeah. It would be cool if they just left it there. They should, like,
0: glue it on. Yeah. I, I, was, I have to admit, I was – Super rooting for the Cubs in that, um, because I mean, well, who doesn't want they... a team that's like has over a hundred years
1: of well, problems? Also, they're playing the Cardinals, and oh, I can't, can't stand you root for the Cardinals. So. But hey, yeah, the Cardinals I
0: mean, produce Colby Rasmus, so they look good though. They
1: did. Yeah, Colby Rasmus, have you... Oh, I my mean, God. He's the hottest had, player in the playoffs right now, is he? If you, if you had told somebody five or six years ago that Colby Rasmus would be, like, the best player in the playoffs or one of the best... No way been, I would believe no, you. No, you would have been like, okay, that makes sense. But any time in between today and, and five or six years ago, you would have been like, no way, that no guy way. never panned out. Right. He was so... He was such a prospect, and then he was so bad for so long. So bad. But he was in the right franchise to teach him. Yeah, but then
0: he went to Toronto. Yeah. He bounced a while, didn't he? Yeah. So well, anyway, Cubs are in. Uh I'm I'm looking forward to seeing who they're gonna face. We might as well stay in the NL. Tomorrow we have a game five Dodgers Mets. Uh who who would you
1: like to see them face? Well, I you know, I don't hate the Mets like I hate like the Braves or the Phillies, right. but I don't know. I'm just not over being beaten out by them, so I know. It's hard, but I'm, I'm super on the Mets bandwagon right now. I mean, I could see why if you had no rooting interest surrounding the Mets, they'd be exciting to watch. Right. But, um, I don't know. I have, you know, I've told you I've gone out to work, to L.A. for work a couple of times, gone to Dodger Stadium. I've never really had anything against them. Right. Right. Um, and, I don't know, my favorite baseball player growing up manages them. So True. And can we manages talk about how... Not that well, but manages them. Possibly, um, we could
0: possibly say a um, best pitcher in baseball is really having a hard time in these playoffs. You mean Kershaw? Kershaw. He was great in Game 4. Game 4, he was much better. But the game before that, he was
1: awful. So my brother was over, and he's kept waiting for the implosion, the Kershaw implosion. And in the seventh inning... He was like, it's gonna happen in the seventh because it happens in the seventh. And I'm like, you're it's not allowed to be called a pitcher's implosion if it happens in the seventh inning of a of a like elimination game for the Dodgers. Right. Then it's the pitchers, then it's the manager's fault. True. If you I agree make with that. six innings and you only give up one or two runs, you doesn't matter what you do after that point. It's not an implosion. Right. So uh, he looked great. He looked great in game four. And I think, you know, we get obsessed with what ends up being very I don't know it's just it's such the small sample size is the word that I know yeah it is like it is great players go a few games without hitting and it I just don't believe this whole like well they'll step up if they you know if they're real true competitors they'll step up no way they're all working their butts off look at Altuve right now on Houston he's
0: playing terribly yeah
1: and nice. you know what he could you know next week it could be amazing if they exactly make it. and people will be like oh my god he's had a great playoffs it's like did you forget the five games in the nld yet you know yeah, right right i don't buy it i don't buy it no. so you know kershaw is a great pitcher yes there are some guys that maybe the nerves of the playoffs can can rattle them a little bit but it's not like kershaw went out there time and time again and gave up six runs in the True. first two innings. Very true. If he did that then you'd be like, "Oh, he can't even handle the pressure." Instead, he gives up a, nothing for a couple innings and a few runs and you're like, "Oh, can't handle the pressure." Yeah. Well, no, you would have seen it earlier, I would think. So Right. So anyway, I I'm who are you I'm, going with? I'm I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. You don't really um, care who wins. <laughs> I'd bad. like no, I'd like the Dodgers to win. Wow. I'd, I just don't want to see the Mets win, really. Well, here's my thinking, too. I don't even hate the Mets, Colm. I just don't want to see them win. But if the Mets win,
0: my thinking is the Cubs will have a better time, easier time getting the World Series against the Mets than they would the Dodgers.
1: And I think at this point, it's such a, you know, it's baseball. Think it's right. up for grabs? Okay. It's up for grabs. So, you know, right now the Cubs look like they're rolling and they could beat anybody. They do. They really do. But that could change quickly, too. So I, I don't I don't buy into that that much. Look, the, you see who, the first three pitchers for the Mets. Good luck oh, anybody. I hope so their arms good. fall off. The only thing that could be good about them making it to the World Series is maybe all of their arms will fall off. Right. Well, Matt Harvey's is almost there. So right. I don't know. Um, uh, but now let's go to the AL. So that's, I mean, today's game. Oh. The first game that, that finished up already, that... I've never, I mean, the Toronto, Texas game. I tried to explain what happened in that game.
0: How can, like, it's the craziest thing ever in
1: baseball I've ever seen. It might (laughs) be like, I'm trying to think of anything weirder that's happened. I tried to explain it to my wife and she's like, you know, she'll watch baseball with me, but she's not a huge fan. And she was like, wow, that's crazy. But I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like the, first of all, he threw it off the guy's bat, and they don't call it a dead ball. To me, right. that's crazy. Because it's crazy because the umpire comes out and says, uh,
0: "Doesn't he say, de- um, no, 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 no?" When he walks out.
1: Yes. Yeah. So he, he called it. He called it a dead ball when uh, what's it? Odor was three quarters of the way to home plate. Correct. So, the way baseball works, unlike football, it's not like okay, everybody stop and go back. It's like, well, that's. It's a dead ball now, but if you're three-quarters of the way to, to home, we can decide that you would have made it home. Right, you know? right. So that's weird enough, but – Very weird. I, I I have a problem with that rule. It's such a rare thing, but now, like now that batters stand in the batter's box and aren't allowed to walk around, mm-hmm. instead of making your like, in-between pitch ritual, like fixing your batting gloves, mm-hmm. why don't you just make it swing your bat around a lot? Because you can't – if, right, If you do it intentionally, it's a dead ball or correct. you can be called out or whatever. But and that's what they reviewed, correct? If he was doing guess, it intentionally? I guess. But if it's un- – I think they were trying to look up this whatever rule it is to try and figure out okay. what the hell to we'll do. Because you had a great tweet about it. You're like, why wouldn't – what did you say? Why wouldn't you try to interfere? Yeah, why wouldn't you try to interfere? <laughs> yeah. And, if, and if, you, if you make it look like there was no intent, like let's say you're just like, you know what my in-between pitch ritual is now? Like, Nomar used to adjust his batting gloves right. so – like, uh, like he had, like, OCD with his batting gloves and, like – Ichiro does his little thing. Yes. So maybe your in-between pitch ritual should just be, like, I'm going to swing the bat like a crazy person all in front of where the pit catcher would throw it mm-hmm. until he throws it back. And, yeah, he would step out to throw it back now. But now you're, like, annoying the catcher and annoying the pitcher, and that's part of, like, gamesmanship. So you could do that if you want. And now it matters. Now right. now he actually has to get out of your way. Right, right. And it's not an intent to interfere. It's like, no, this is just like I'm just warming up or whatever. Right. I, I don't know. That's obviously an extreme and, and weird example, but to me it's like there's now opportunities for batters to like do weird stuff like that. I yep, just exactly I don't like it. I think that's a dead ball. I agree. I think it should be dead ball. But
0: yet they review to play they say there was no intent. Even Russell Martin in the interview afterwards says he didn't even see the guy, uh who was it, Sin Su Chu? Yeah. Didn't even see his arms or bat when he was so he was just casually doing what he did, regularly does. He throws it back to the pitcher. Yeah.
1: yeah. So
0: they they said he scored. This then ties the game three to three. No, no. It didn't
1: it put Texas up three to two. Oh, you're right. You're so right. So it was two to two, and then Texas went up and I was listening like I, I guess I must have been driving home from work at that point, like, just getting into the yep, driveway. Yep, you were. Correct. And, um, and, like, they're like, oh, my God, poor Russell Martin. Like, he's been so good, and he's going to be remembered for that now. Right. Like, they're going to lose, and he's going to be remembered for that. Yep, totally. He totally would. Okay, and then you have <laughs> – I mean, this is, this is what – the only game that I can think of that is vaguely reminds me of is that All-Star game that got canceled. <laughs> because I'm like – because then they turn to um, – they turn to the – first they, they they call him out. Or they, they don't call him out. They tell no. him to go back to third. Correct. Then Texas manager comes out and argues for like five minutes. Yeah. And not, you don't know like, what's going on. Like no one – everyone's looking around. You have no oh, idea. Like, the radio crew, the ESPN radio crew thought he was just trying to argue – because the Toronto pitcher was rolling and was just trying to like it was just gamesmanship like right, right. get him off his game, which makes off. sense, yeah, because he was standing around for five minutes before, mm-hmm. and finally then the umpires call an umpire conference and call him at, call him safe at safe, home. and they even
0: motioned to him, I believe he was on the bench, right, and they said, or no, he was on, back at third he was back, he was right. on third I and guess. they just
1: said, go home right, and then what they did. <sighs> And then, then they call New York. Which look, uh, you got to get that right. You, gotta you that got to get right. that. You got to right. It's game, game Five of a five-game series. You have to get that call right by whatever the rule is. So I actually I don't have a problem with them calling New York, but like it makes the whole thing take like fifteen minutes in the end. Yeah, that's crazy. And then you get everybody in Toronto throwing garbage. Yeah, that. <laughs> that was crazy too.
0: They were asking. I believe the manager of Texas was saying, "Hey." it was calling out fans to get him ejected
1: and then <laughs> twitter's going like oh toronto you're you know you're embarrassing yourself it's like please tell me a city that doesn't do that right exactly if that happens there's so S- many people so many emotions with, especially going on. when you're talking about the 7th inning when they're like there's a reason they stop serving beer in the 7th inning it's like people have been drinking all day at that point yeah um uh, and so that was you know i can 't remember the last time I've seen a that happen at a baseball game, right People are no. throwing stuff on the crowd or on the on the uh, field where by the way, all the Toronto players are on the field, not the not the Texas players right right so then so then, <laughs> then they get the guy out, yep, you're like game over, yeah Toronto's done, right, except up steps Elvis Andrus. To make, what, three errors? Three. It was a
0: wreck. They said it's the first time in postseason history that anyone has had back-to-back-to-back errors. And did he <laughs> drop all three? I didn't see all three. All three hit his glove, and he could not make the play on them. All three.
1: Uh, it's like my nightmare from Little League.
0: Oh, it was like anyone's nightmare. I couldn't believe it. I mean, these were guaranteed. I mean, they would have been out of the inning, like, and they would have gone on, and it would have still been the talk about how Russell Martin messed up. But and instead, then, Russell Martin was one of the hitters.
1: Oh, and then then what somebody grounded out and they got the play at, they got the out at home, home. and and, and right. then, and then re- the sl- shady slide yeah there was like a takeout slide at home right but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't nearly as egregious as like the Utley slide no he,
0: because you could he they were saying because he could reach and was in um home plate range it's not considered well, be, he was definitely – I mean, like – No, he definitely went for his
1: legs. Like the was... catcher was standing on the corner of home plate, and uh-huh. he took out his leg, but he took out his leg that was standing on home plate. Yep. So it's not cool. like when a second baseman touches the bag and then disengages from the bag and throws it, mm-hmm. and you're sliding three feet to the right of the bag. Right. He was sliding over home plate, Correct. even though it was a corner of home plate. Yeah, but it was still clearly done to take out the catcher. Yeah, and they had to
0: go to New York again. I believe. I believe he put on the headset again to then review to
1: make sure it was not egregious. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I don't think it was egregious. Although I wouldn't be surprised if they try and tweak the rules a little bit. So, like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. It was. I was worried. It's just, the catcher I mean, look, I, I get the point of like hard nose playing and all that but like it just it doesn't make baseball any better or any worse for me if you have it or you don't right and i think most people probably feel that way there's some people that are like no the takeout's a part of the game and yeah it's a part of the game but i just don't care about it. it's not a part of the game that i care about right i don't like injuries or right and so if you're gonna help people get hurt less then it probably makes sense but
0: so they get the out then it's uh man on first oh no they got it they got to play at second right so they no, like first the, the, and third. I think
1: it was bases loaded when they got the play at home. Okay. And so there then was the a grounder and, and then the next play Bautista was up. Okay.
0: And that but no cuz he had a three-run homer, not a like bases loaded. Are you sure? Well, maybe yeah, you're right. First and third is what he had cuz it was a three-run homer. And it was his home run pose that he did will be one of those shots you're going to see a million times. Um <laughs>
1: the the bat flip. Hurt oh down the my world. god!
0: Already, my wife was on Reddit because she used her usual um, routine of being on Reddit, and there were
1: already still shots of that of him. I'm gonna watch the replay right. I now, mean, Cole. it was a. Am- I it just was- want to watch his bat flip. I spin. had
0: never. I mean, the crowd, the roof on that stadium went off when that happened, and then they're up six to three, and you're like, "Are you kidding me?" They just went from the lowest of low to the highest of high in a matter of one inning or
1: half, almost like a half inning. In yeah, inning. like between two outs and, oh, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, my God, he hits it so far. So
0: far. And then his move at the end when he
1: does the bat is so cool. Oh, they don't show the bat flip in the they You, you got oh, to show it. They're going to show the replay, at bat flip. It's oh, so amazing. Great. First he did the stare down of the pitch. It was so great.
0: So then uh-huh. – but then the, as the game goes on, they br- the Texas Rangers bring in – I believe his last name was Dylan. Is that correct? Uh, I don't remember who they brought in at the end. But he starts talking to the other – to Toronto.
1: Oh, so yeah. So yeah, that, you that, forgot
0: about that. The, the bench so, clears twice.
1: So the, after, after Batista hits the home run, yeah. Encarnacion's up, and he's literally like – he takes his helmet off, and he puts his arms up to the crowd, and he's telling them to shut the hell up. Yep, he's doing the right thing. So that they can finish the game. Because at that point, they're like, we're up six to three. Yeah. We want to get out of here as quickly as possible. They're they're probably getting worried that, like, they're going to call it or they're going to, you know, say, you, you got to play in an empty stadium tomorrow because this is dangerous, whatever. Yeah. And um, so he's telling them to be quiet. But, like, they showed footage of his back and what the pitcher saw. Mm-hmm. And it looked like he was, like, amping up the crowd. Yes. Like, throw more stuff I on agree. the field. Um, but the footage from the front clearly shows him being like, yo, chill You up. shushed almost. In yeah, way. yeah. And so <laughs> the pitcher goes up to him and starts drawing at him, and then the catcher does. And then the bench is clear.
0: Oh. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it was so crazy. This is all in one inning.
1: This is between <gasps> two – no, between what? One out and um,
0: – yeah, well, anyway, what?
1: it's between the beginning of the seventh and, like, between – Beginning of the seventh and two outs in the in the eighth. It's no yeah. more than an inning and in two thirds, but yeah. it took like two hours. But oh, but, but when the,
0: also when Tulawitzki did I say that right? Gets his gets out for the final out for Toronto. He um the pitcher comes by and smacks him on the butt, and I guess he said something like "go sit down" or something. And then the bench is clear again. <laughs> did you see that? It's oh, yeah. just insane, <sighs> insane. Yeah. So. I'm happy. I have to say, I wanted Toronto to win that series because I did too. Um, I, I thought, love what they did. I think what they made, did in the off season was
1: amazing. Uh, I think what they did. I, I have respect for them because they were supposed to be a contender, yeah. and then Strowman got hurt. Yeah, and they were like, "Strowman's out for the season. They're done." Right. And they didn't look that good. And then they went and got maybe the MVP and maybe the Cy Young winner at the trade deadline. Yep, exactly. Like, good for them. I mean, they they, they, they gave up a lot of prospects for it, but they said, we're going for it. Yeah, they're going for it. I mean, and first time since,
0: ninth, since the Joe Carter home run. Joe Carter. Um, now, is their manager Jay Gibbons' father? Is that correct?
1: Uh, maybe. I, <laughs> His name uh, is John Gibbons, and I that's not a common name I've heard. Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. Um, Jay Gibbons, I once, uh, little known fact, uh, I, I once owned a Jay Gibbons t-shirt, t-shirt jersey. I probably well, still have it somewhere. He had amazing forearms. Like, well, it was McGuire. one of the only, uh, one of the only Orioles things that I've owned. But when I used to go up to Orioles games, I'd, I'd throw on an Orioles shirt to, uh, boo the Red Sox with or whatever. So, right. Uh, yeah, my Jay Gibbons gear is somewhere. But I, I do I do not believe he is a Jay Gibbons relative. He is not. Okay.
0: Because I knew um, Jay Gibbons' family was involved somehow in baseball. So I don't know if that was him. I don't think so. But we can look that up later. Anyway, we can look that up later. So... Unbelievable game, uh, and now we're watching game five. Uh, you're probably listening to this uh, later, so this is
1: our – spoiler, you guys already know who won. Yeah, uh, we uh, – we re- shocker, we record this the night before, so right. uh, this is so, Wednesday night. That we're but recording. the
0: winner of this game will
1: play the um, Blue Jays. I am wearing my Houston Astros hat. I wore mine on Sunday, which, by the way, I, it was the first time I wore it in probably 15 years. Wow. I, I bought it. A little
0: snug they, then, maybe.
1: No, well, well, my head's fatter. Come on, <laughs> I know a lot more. So, um, I think I had it. It was back when you remember, like the Bagwell era, when they had like the um, the like blue and beige, and okay. that the star had like an, a the top left of the star was sort of open. It was like a moving star. Oh as yeah, a hat. The, the, as I called the Jeff Bagwell look. <laughs> yeah, I hated that. And then I went to like Lids, and they had this the hat that they're basically wearing tonight, blue with the orange star, star and the white H and I was like I love that I want to get it I have no like affinity for the Astros I don't care about them I wasn't even like rooting for them in the in the Beltron year or whatever I just right, didn't care right. about them right. but I just wanted the hat so I had right. the hat and I busted it
0: out which is great the, now it's a great classic hat which is awesome Yeah and
1: it's like now the hat that they have the yeah. orange star so yeah. um yeah I'm rooting for them too I I just I'm so excited about the concept of like home run city like houston versus toronto oh wow it's just dingers and dingers and dingers
0: yep, exactly and i am not a johnny coito fan which i've told you before and he gets yeah, you don't like him to, huh? i don't like him i think and even his playoff record i mean we've talked about this already tonight about how such a small sample size but he has i don't think he's ever won a
1: game in the playoffs well there some guy and that but they us, are home and there's a lot to be said about of. that some guy that neither of us had heard of before like two or three months ago is pitching for yeah. the Astros. But in fairness, that's a lot of the Astros players. Right, that
0: is true. And they even have said if they get to the sixth inning with a lead that they have no trouble
1: going to the Amish guy. Speaking of that, what do you think of um, – there was some controversy with David Price. Yes, there was. Pitching three innings in game four. What did you think about that? I re- I think that in the
0: playoffs it's no no rules. I think it's whatever it takes.
1: But people were like, Now you
0: don't have him if you need him in game five. True, they did say that. But obviously, and they were they were up like seven to one. Right. Now every one of the Astros pitchers is in the bullpen tonight. They said everyone is he Oh, yeah, said,
1: You gotta do that.
0: And I believe their their coach is AJ Finch.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: I yeah. believe that's his name. Um, but yeah, I, it's I AJ, I, I know that. I, yeah. But um like we talked about earlier, who would have thought that Colby Rasmus, so we'd be batting fourth in the star of the team. Wow, Johnny Cuarto, Cueto is just striking out constantly, but he he gave him a massive home run to Valbuena, or Valbuena. That was,
1: yeah, that was a. So it's AJ Hinch, not AJ Finch, oh, but close go. enough. Close enough.
0: So yeah, that's where we are. Um, I am. This is the time when I'm really, really into the playoffs, especially when we get down to the the next round where whoever wins goes to the World Series. Now, is that still a uh, best of five, or does that go to seven?
1: No, it's, it goes to seven. Okay. okay, good. The championship series go to seven. Okay. So, More baseball is good for me. More baseball. Yeah. I, mean, I guess slightly less of a chance of having a seven-game series and a five-game series. I don't know. but Now, how do you feel
0: about um, the coverage this year? Because that's the other thing I want to talk about before we move on. Is... Uh, if
1: you had any desire to have Cal Ripken as the manager of the Nats, uh... I hope the coverage cured you of that because – Look, I know Ripken's a smart guy, but man, he just does not do a good job. He's like a TBS guy, I guess, cuz whenever yeah. So and TBS has
0: Ripken. the NL and Fox Fox Sports 1 has the AL.
1: Yeah, and Reynolds and Ripken are probably the two worst on it, right? Yeah. Uh, now, this crew
0: that's doing this game, I kind of like, because I really like Smoltz, because I think he adds a lot, especially when they talk about pitching.
1: Yes, yeah, Smoltz is good.
0: Vespersian is whatever your standard play-by-play guy. Uh, yeah. And then now, new this year, I guess he's retired, or maybe not. AJ Kaminsky.
1: E- I don't even know if he's ti- retired, but... Yeah, I, I think I saw on Twitter everybody was talking about. I'm not sure how I feel about. Actually, yeah, I'm not, not sure how I feel about him. Not hating AJ Prezinski. No, think
0: he's doing a really good job. Me so. too. Now in the last game we had Harold Reynolds, who basically after that seventh inning he just lost his mind and just wouldn't stop talking about the seventh inning. He's insane, and you know, <laughs> he like insane.
1: I I don't hate him as much as other people do on on like MLB Network, but he does not belong in the booth.
0: No, he's better as a like a at the desk guy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because he has a lot of good insight. I mean, he played
1: infield for many years. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some value in what those guys have to bring, you know, guys that did certain things. He was a second baseman. He stole a lot of bases. Like, there is definitely some value in that. But right. uh, I just don't know about in the booth.
0: Yeah. So I do like the graphics this year, though. I do like how they're showing a lot more with the base runners on and how fast they run. And I don't know if that was from last year. I just remember it this yeah, year. Yeah,
1: I don't remember if it's
0: from but last it, year. But it's very interesting to see stuff like that. And it seems like they only pull this stuff out. Maybe they did during – since I only really watch the Nats during the regular season. I don't Right.
1: Masson's coverage is – Yeah.
0: Of, I don't hmm. see this, but I really like it. Yeah, so I, I really do too. Do.
1: I think the more they can show with that – as long as they don't clutter up the screen too much, the more right. they can show the better. right.
0: Okay, so that's where we're at, and uh, I mean, do I, you have do you have a team that you're rooting for all the way through? Is it Cubs? I would like to see the Cubs, yes, win the whole thing. I mean, I think I'd be, be happy with Cubs. Astros. Cubs, Astros. That's
1: what I want. Yeah. And uh, either of them winning, it'd be right, cool to see one. the Astros. The Astros have never won, right? Uh, no. Maybe then, maybe it'd be cool to see the Cubs win then, because then there's one less team that we can that that has never won it.
0: Yeah, I think who does it go to after the Cubs win? It'll go to a team that won, I think, in like the 30s, doesn't it? Or Probably. I guess you go to yeah. the Nats who've never won it.
1: Yeah, well, the, except we have, you know, the Nats and the Mariners and the Astros have, Mariners, only, have yeah. haven't been around long enough to say, you know, there there's got to be some team that hasn't won it in longer than that. But right. yeah, the last time they won it was I think 1908. So. Oh, that's so crazy.
0: All right, so let's move on to our team. Uh, yes, you do mention it. Matt Williams is gone, and the entire coaching staff. Uh, so, what do you think about Matt Williams being gone? I just find it in, not insane. I'm not going to say that. I just think it's crazy that someone can go from being the 2014 manager of the year to being fired immediately after the season ends. Does I mean, that just make you think Manager of the Year is probably a garbage it, award? It's garbage award now. Yeah. I mean, what does that show you? It just shows, okay, yeah, was well, it really
1: Matt Williams or was it because? Didn't, didn't Joe Girardi get fired the year he won, the the same year that he won it? Oh my when he God, was on the Marlins, right? I think he won the Manager of the Year with the Marlins and then got fired. Got fired. Yeah, it seems to me that like was a, That was a personality thing, right, that Yankees immediately hired him.
0: Plus, I mean, Matt Williams came in a situation where the team was set up for him in a way, you know. Yeah.
1: I, so I, I'm I'm very glad he's gone. Yeah, I, me too. Uh, I, <laughs> my my biggest issue with him was that it was clear he wasn't one of the great tactical managers, but you know his decision making was very questionable. Right. And we don't need to go over all the. No. The things that he did that everybody said, what are you doing? But very questionable decision-making, but you thought that if there was something good, it's that in the clubhouse he was awesome. Right, exactly. A player's coach. And then you find out in these articles that, like, Barry Svrluga wrote in the Washington Post and stuff that he had lost the clubhouse months ago. Right. And just they hated him, and I'm like, so what does he have going for him? He's not good in-game. And he's not a good personality guy. Yeah. So that means he's got nothing. Yeah. And I, I even heard people complaining. Uh, there's some people that are defending Williams, and I just don't get it. And one of the things I heard was that, oh, well, you know, if you read the article, it's like Jason Wirth came in and ripped off this thing off the wall. So obviously, like, he's got to deal with big egos. And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> you're doing – so the story was that Worth got – was told that he wasn't going in the lineup when he showed up right. and they were like every veteran gets told the day before really in for for you know years and years and years and yeah. years in yeah. baseball they get told the day before if they're getting the next day off for just resting purposes mm-hmm. so that they can they don't have to go through their daily prep because True. the purpose of a day off is not just a physical day off it's a mental day off and so if you show up at the park and your name's not on, on the lineup, you're like, "This is not how baseball works." Mm-hmm. And so like the fourth or fifth time it happened, Worth got pissed, ripped the lineup off the wall, and told him he was in. Now first wow. of all, to me, that is not That is, worth, not, that is not worth being a prima donna. That's no. him going like, "I've given you so many chances to treat us like the way players are supposed to be treated, and you can't seem to do it right to screw you. Powerful second, statement, too. Second, second. my other issue with that is, like, every team has prima donnas. So if you want to give Worth the not benefit of the doubt and say he's being a prima donna, then it still shows you that Matt Williams can't manage his people. Right. He should have managed every, that, that every personality. Every team yeah. has people that have personality issues. And if he yeah. can't control them, he either needs to figure – like, managers either get everybody in line or cater to the people – you know, whatever, however way you do it, it's either they're getting everybody to agree with them or they're catering to the people that would disagree so that they're happy to. Right. You can't do either. And then he lied to Espinoza. And you, first of all, you know how I feel about Espinoza yeah. in general. Right. Um, and then he lied to him. He told like Espinoza when I guess when Rendon came back, he was like, I will still get you in a lot of games. We're going to play you a lot because you're hitting so well. And it was like Espinoza's career resurgence. Yeah. And then he doesn't play for and three And then he doesn't weeks. play. Right. Like, awful. It's like, you're not, you're actually, like, telling your players something just to get him to shut up and go away? Like, right. what kind of ship are you running? So the whole thing, I was just like, when I read that, I'm like, I can't understand why anybody would make an excuse to keep him.
0: Now, are you upset at Rizzo at all?
1: Um, yeah, sure. He makes yeah. mistakes. I, I, I'm, I'm upset that he allowed this to go on. Well, yeah, I would have liked him to fire Williams earlier, right. and I don't. I'm not that mad at Rizzo for hiring Williams. I think Williams probably presents himself very yeah. nice. No, you're right. You see him interviewed. He, he he's a good talker. Like I'm sure he did well in an interview. He knows hitting back and forth. Um. So, I don't think the the hire was a mistake, but I don't think it was um an inexcusable mistake. Right. Um, but, yeah, he should have fired him earlier. And then there's obviously issues with the roster construction, right? Right. Like, the, the bullpen was not what they thought it would be. Right. They made the wrong move getting Papelbon, a move which a I, move. I thought was going to be good. It just wasn't. Um, so, uh, you know, trading Clipperd for Escobar. Yeah. Escobar worked out. But, I mean, what if they had done what I said, which was keep Clipper and sign, like, Jungo Gong exactly yeah well yeah exactly what would have happened there so you know there could there there could have been things he did differently and i think he needs to you know make sure look he he made a huge mistake with the bullpen this year i I don't know what you could do about worth and zimmerman and Rendon being hurt right you can't um quite frankly when those guys came back they were still in first place right and if you want to complain about the offense it was streaky but the team finished third in the NL and run oh, yeah. scored. And I believe we were only off, what, nine
0: games different than we were last year in record-wise? Is that right? or is it uh, more? Yeah,
1: I mean, it was a disastrous season because they were supposed to win 95. Right. And they they won, were like... on
0: paper the number one. Right. Everyone picked them, right?
1: But that's the other thing in like Rizzo's favor to me. Like Things didn't work yeah. out. It all went to crap. But like on paper, you're it was doing great. a pretty good job of building a team if the baseball world thinks you're going to win 95 yep. games. Exactly. I agree. So you know, I don't I don't fire him. I think he's still made a pretty good team again. And goodness knows, I'd like to see him after they give all these qualifying offers and people walk and they get extra draft picks. Uh-huh. I'd certainly like to see Rizzo be around to make those draft picks. Yeah, so. exactly.
0: No, I think the the manager side I'm not happy with, but the t- I really can't complain because I love the team on paper when I saw it at the beginning of the season. So. Yeah, And exactly. I love what we have going on in, in our farm system, too. So the Trey Turner deal was incredible. I mean, yeah, how I can mean, I be upset at that? Like, that's the future of our shortstop. They
1: got Trey Turner and Joe Ross. Yeah, for nothing, pretty much. Yeah, Steven Souza did not have a good year, no. and he started all year. Right. So, so yeah, yeah, I mean, Rizzo was not perfect. So you, mean, but you fire him, and who are you going to get in his place? Like Exactly. Here, You wrote a great article called Unwelcome Matt. Oh and, yeah. So we can talk about some of the people that right. they're talking about doing. So I, you know, I wrote it about a month ago and I've added some people in. Yes. Randy Nor, I don't think it's possible. Obviously they, well they hired him, they promoted him within and now he's like an assistant to the GM. Oh, yes? Yeah, they just happened a couple days oh, ago. Oh, so I didn't even see them. this. Okay. Good for them because the So that means there's like, no way he's going to be our manager then. My guess is what happened is Rizzo Interviewed him two years ago, right, and said I love the guy. The only reason I would hire him is because the players love him. I don't see him as a major league manager for okay. whatever reason. Whatever reason Rizzo has, and I don't know, because um, I don't know what skill set makes you a manager. Right, but, and I don't
0: mind him being with the organization still because he knows
1: this this uh, the player the uh, players, roster players so him. well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing I said is I don't want anybody that's never managed at all. Agree. So, Agree. No Cal Ripkins. Well, I also said I don't want anybody that was a superstar. Interesting. I think, and I think it's really, really hard for a really good player, uh-huh. like Matt Williams, was a multiple All Star, like top five MVP vote getter. Right. I think it's really, really hard for somebody that good to relate to and understand players that aren't great. Even though Don Mattingly is in the playoffs, well, Don Mattingly was great, and then he struggled a lot because okay. he got hurt, and right. so he—I still
0: consider him a superstar in my eyes. But that's oh, he cause...
1: was, he was, but he went through a different route. And to be honest, Mattingly has not does not have a reputation of being a great manager. Yes, I mean he it, that could change, but that could change after the series. Yeah. There was talk that Mattingly was going to get fired this year. Wow. Um the, the the last really really good player I can think of that did well mm-hmm. is joe tory joe tory was yeah, an mvp he was an mvp yeah that's right um the only guy since tory brought the you know since other than tory in the last 15 years mm-hmm. to get any mvp votes as a player and and make it to the world series i looked who it was it? ozzy gian he was that a was head coach that was a yeah that was a manager that made it to the world he's the only guy in the last like huh. 15 years to have made it, other than Tory, to have made it to a World Series and have received MVP votes Interesting. as a player. Yeah. Um, that's sort of, you know, that doesn't necessarily prove my theory, but I, I just have problems with stud players. Now, Guys that played in the majors, I don't have a problem with. Right. If they played at all, yeah. You know, the the story about Ted Williams was that when he managed was that he would go up to guys and be like, well, just hit the ball. Like, you know, like, <laughs> the greatest hitter of all time. Yeah, Say like, that. why can't you do what I did? Kind of <laughs> um, I heard, uh, uh, who is it? There's a, a former catcher that um, talks to, like, the Suspettis family barbecue guy, right, right, John, right. John Baker. mm uh-huh. You remember John Baker? He was yeah, on yeah. Cubs for a while. And he said, like, he would go up to – I guess he was on the Giants, and he would say, like – he would talk to Bonds and be like, how do you do this? And Bonds would tell him something, and he would, like, go <laughs> in the cage and be like, I can't do that. <laughs> like, Bonds can do it because he's Bonds. Because yeah, he's Bonds, greatest hitter of ever. <laughs> right. And yeah. so, you know, I get the – I just worry that a great, great player is a bad manager for the most part. I'm okay
0: with that because – yeah, like if you just look at this playoffs, the only superstar in my eyes is Tom
1: right? And there's questions about how good of a manager, right? So there you go. So wh- throw out some names here, then. So I threw out a couple names of people that have been in in systems for a while. So the first name that I'll uh, the first guy I'll name is Terry Francona. Oh, I love him! I wanted him when he was when the the Red Sox fired him.
0: Yep. Unfortunately,
1: Davey stuck around for his year of sleeping on yeah. the job. Um, I was pissed when I wanted him so bad as the Nats manager. So anyway, he has an opt-out for his contract because the team president left. Interesting. Um, But he would leave. I mean, he's done an amazing job with that team. He's done really good. They made a run at the end of the year. I wrote this in early August or Mm -hmm. early September, so the run might change his tune. But who knows? Maybe you back the Brinks truck up and see what you can do. Right, exactly. Um. Uh, Another guy I thought would be interesting was um, Roberto Kelly. Really? where's he been? So, Roberto Kelly, I don't – and these are guys I'm not saying would make good managers. These are guys I'm saying I would be interested in interviewing. Right, exactly. Frank Kona, I know, would make a good manager. Yes. Roberto Kelly, I don't know. But Roberto Kelly has been on the Giants coaching staff for the last eight years. Which is good. (laughs) Yeah, Bruce Bochy considered like the best manager. He's amazing, yeah. Um, And they win every even year. Exactly. Yeah. Um he managed in the minor leagues for two or three years, so he does have actual managing experience.
0: Okay.
1: Um that you can probably look at and talk to people about. So that that would be an interesting one to me. Yeah. Um a couple other guys I named that are minor league guys, career minor league guys. And then I you know, talked about Ron Garden hire. They're gonna so first of all, I think that they're going for experience. I don't think they're gonna get a guy like Kelly. Because right. everybody, everything I've seen the last few days has been they're going for experience. Good. That they're talking to Bud Black. They're talking to Ron Garden. Ooh, Gardner. Bud Black I really like. Cause well, Cause let's he... start with Gardenhire. Okay, love because him. garden Gardenhire took the t- – he has good and bad. First of all, if you don't like bunting, you don't want Ron garden Hire. Okay. Um, he is. He was a bunt machine. But he is also like with the Twins, and the Twins never had a ton of power and – you never know; it might have been a. This is what I have to do with this team, kind of thing. Right. He took some really bad teams to the playoffs. Yeah. Um. I I wrote down in 2002 he took, he did really. I think it was his first or second season. The best player on the team was Johan Santana, and then this is the list of the next best players by WAR that okay. season. Are you ready?
0: Yeah.
1: Brad Radke. Lou oh, Ford, Tory Hunter, Joe Nathan, Carlos Silva, Silva, Juan Racon and Corey Koski. Wow. So those uh six guys or seven guys plus Johan were the best players on the team. That's crazy. So he's taken really good teams to the really bad teams and made them really good. Right. Um the problem is other than the bunting, uh he lost 90 games in a row for 4 seasons. That's scary. Um but They were really bad teams. I mean, he didn't, you know, I wrote this on the site, too. In 2013, the only hitter he had with an OPS plus over 100, which means an OPS over league average, was Joe Maurer at 102. So they didn't hit the whole year. And then in 2014, his only starting pitcher with an ERA plus over 100, so the only pitcher with an ERA better than average, was Phil Hughes. Wow, so, only one? Yeah, so he oh. or only only starting pitcher. Oh, okay. So he had no talent. Right. Uh, so you know, uh, if he came, I would give him the benefit of the doubt and think that I think there's reason to believe he can be a good manager. Right. Um. He will have quirks that annoy you, but okay. he's also done some really good things. Right. Um. Bud Black.
0: Yes, I'm very interested in hearing your take on him because I'm a huge fan, and he did
1: a great job with Texas. With uh, San Diego.
0: What about isn't he on Texas now?
1: No, you're Who's thinking that? of. Are you thinking of the current Texas manager?
0: No, he's the pitching coach. That's not,
1: oh, that's um.
0: He looks just like him.
1: Yes, he does. It's you're thinking of the Maddox. Oh, you're right. <laughs> he looks just like him. I thought that was Bud Black. No, he's got the uh, he's got the uh, mustache. <laughs> that mustache. That's, yeah, that's, that's Mike Maddox. Oh,
0: okay. I like him too. Well, he has I no experience if, though.
1: I don't know if they're talking about him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they do look kind of similar.
0: So Bud Black is
1: so Bud got Black, fired. Bud Black got fired. They hired Pat Murphy, who was the Arizona State coach forever, and then huh. Pat, Pat Murphy had some weird issues where he was the Arizona State coach, and they got some recruiting violation. And like, he left, and like fifty major league baseball teams went after him, and he got hired by the Padres. Wow. Um, and he just this was his first year at the Padres, and they named they fired Black, named Pat Murphy as the interim.
0: Right. And, and then they, then they decided
1: the no, they didn't give him the full time job. They told him he wasn't gonna.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So, I'd be interested in why they didn't like Pat yeah.
0: Murphy,
1: and he'd be an interesting person to talk to yeah so speaking of talking to my take on blood bud black bud black nine and a half seasons with san diego yeah never won the division no never made the playoffs right 2010 90 wins with the padres and he had nobody on his team he had adrian gonzalez Gonzalez was awesome and matt latos was awesome and that was it and then they go on on. on. (laughs) gone but they won 90 win they won 90 games they just it wasn't enough to make the playoffs so uh very good bullpens, so if yeah. you're the Nats, you like that. Um, he doesn't seem to have the ability to completely lose the clubhouse like good. Williams does. My issue with him is if you hire him, you're basically saying if you gave him a team, uh, you we're convinced he'd be good. The Padres never gave him a team. All right. That's true. My problem with that. Is I've seen rumors to the effect of Bud Black is the leading candidate. Okay. Uh, and while you may talk to 20 people and decide that Bud Black is the right answer, I'm not sure what about Bud Black makes you think he's the right answer without talking to anybody else. Why would he be the leading candidate before you really start your search? There's nothing in his background yeah, that tells I don't me he's going to be great. Now, he may, look. There's plenty of managers. We talked about Joe Torre, uh, Bobby Cox, Tony La Russa. There's plenty of great managers that had not so great stints, and they had teams before they went to. You know, LaRussa was was on I think the White Sox before Oakland. Really, I don't even remember that. Well, what? that was like the early '80s, and then.
0: So then he got because he had he, a better team. He did. He was more successful. Is that what you're or saying? Or he
1: learned things, or combination of both. Who knows? Um, Tory managed the Mets, I think before he, yeah, left. I remember that Bobby Cox was somewhere, you know, so these guys, you know, some of the people that are considered the greatest managers of, of our time stumbled and then yeah, started out somewhere else and did poorly. So there's reason to believe that Bud Black could do better. There's benefits because of, you know, he, he used to be a pitching coach and he's had great bullpens every year. And that's, that's probably, a plus. That's. Yeah, and that's probably not just a result of the people. It probably has something to do with how he's managing that bullpen, mm-hmm. which is obviously was a huge weakness of the Nats this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, you know, I don't get why he would be a lead lead candidate. Yeah, I don't get it either. It doesn't make sense. Um, the other two guys I heard about more recently, uh, Phil Nevin has been doing, like, <gasps> a few tours. <laughs> What's experience? Does he have any... Experience in the yeah, majors? he's been managing in the minors for the last few years for like three or four years. Hasn't been doing great in the minors, but you right. I mean, record in the minors is often you know, a team like the Astros probably has nobody left in the minors. Yeah, right? right.
0: It's exactly about the lineups you have. Yeah, so he was I was a huge Phil
1: Nevin fan back in the day. I loved him. Phil Nevin is most famous for I don't know, what is it? Going number one overall ahead of <gasps> Derek Peters. You're
0: right. Oh my gosh, that's right.
1: Um, And there's actually – I put a link to an article about him from 2012 when the then then manager or general manager, Kevin Towers of Uh the Diamondbacks, was saying how great Phil Nevin was as a manager. Really? The only thing was he was comparing him to Kirk Gibson. No. (laughs) Who has – at the time the article was written – Kirk Gibson had won 92 games with the Diamondbacks in 2001, and right. this was like April of 2000 or in 2011, and this was like April of 2012. So, as a, at the time, comparing him to Kirk Gibson was like, you're like, oh whoa, oh whoa, yeah. But now, but now it's like Kirk Gibson. Oh God! And if you're a Nats fan, there's got to be something scary about that Kirk Gibson coaching tree because that's also Matt Williams.
0: Williams. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And it's like, oh great, another Diamondbacks guy. Right, right. Even though he – I guess he's the Diamondbacks' AAA manager right now.
0: I'm okay with that, though. I, I would be interested in the, him yeah, getting the Yeah, I mean, I
1: just – I don't have much of an opinion on Nevin other than the comparison no. to uh, Gibson gives me the chills a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think he interviewed for the Astros job last year and didn't get it. But um, And then the other guy that I've heard a little bit about is Alex Cora. Really? Alex Cora, who does uh, baseball tonight? Yeah, TV, right. So, um, long-time player, not by any means a superstar. You know, yeah, utility glove-first utility middle infielder. Uh-huh. Um, I actually asked Keith Law had a a periscope chat. Yeah, and I asked him if he would name who the Nat the Nat should be looking at. He named him, and he named him. He was kind of like, well, there's there's a million people that would be good, and I don't want to put somebody ahead of anybody else, but I will say my colleague. At ESPN should be a manager someday he's going to be awesome Interesting. so I would like him to get some more experience then maybe right, he's got so, to be young right how old yeah, is he's he young. he did manage um, I think he's done some like winter ball stuff is about okay. it okay. Um, so they could at least talk to some players and see what they think about that um, because the thing about Williams is you would almost be able to live with his poor decision-making mm-hmm. if uh if he could have managed that clubhouse because i feel like if that clubhouse was in better shape the team that the things could have gone very differently right. so if you talk to the people that played in winter ball with with cora and they're like oh my god he's great he'll be a great major league manager then maybe that helps convince you right right okay don't know, no, but well, that's interesting. You
0: said Bud Black is like the leading guy so far. That's I would what. Not yeah, that's what. Apparent,
1: that. Apparently, Ken Rosenthal tweeted out that like people in the front office. Who are those people? I don't know. Right. Um, want Bud Black, and that doesn't mean that the whole front office wants him. And for all you know, ownership could say we want we want somebody that's actually won something.
0: Right. Now, the funny thing is we're probably 100% wrong and it's going to be someone we would never would have thought of when will right. come out of nowhere, right? For all you know, there's some... It'll be Mark a- McGuire. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Great. Big Mac. Big Mac. I just don't want Cal Ripken because I know that would get headlines. That would be the number one story. The, everyone here would go nuts and be excited who don't know baseball, and it would be a total disaster.
1: Well, I think <laughs> Cal Ripken is knowledgeable about baseball enough
0: Yes, he is, I will say. that, And his father was a great manager.
1: Right. There is a chance that he will be a great manager.
0: Right. But I I don't want to see
1: it now. Unless the Nats decide they're not going for it next year, which we can talk about in a minute, I think that's a dumb idea.
0: Right, me too.
1: And they'll just take their chances, and if Ripken's great, great, and if the team's great, great then maybe that's a reason. I don't think you take a team that's a contender and hire somebody like Ripken. Right. Who Has Has he ever coached a no, team? No, no. But he oh says he's God. ready. Oh, Which he is... says he's ready. So am I. Are they going to hire me? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, right. Ripken, you trust a little bit more than if you or I. So. Yeah, right. But um... –
0: all right. oh, anyway. So we'll yeah. have to see. I mean, I, when do you? How about this? When do you think they're going to make a decision? Like how close to spring training? Oh, like,
1: I think they'll make a decision within a week of the World Series ending. Really? I think they're doing because they want to get them.
0: headlines, or because they want to be know that they have a guy and start working. Like what?
1: Yeah, I think they okay. want to they want to get him get him started, and right. they don't want to miss out. So let's talk about
0: 2016 to, then. They don't um, want to
1: pull a Redskins where <laughs> they tried to hire. What was the year that the Redskins hired um, Oh, Zorny Zorn. And oh, my God. They tried to hire somebody else who's like an officer. Yeah, <laughs> and he Giants said, no, he went somewhere else, right? He yeah. said, no, Spagnolia. So they were like, all right? right, we'll hire Jim Fossil. And the, the fans were like, no, you can't hire Fossil. So then they hired Jim Zorn oh. as head coach. Everybody's like, like, uh, we don't even know what we're supposed dark, to say. Dark, dark times on our <laughs> football team. But... I don't know. So, uh, well, anyway, yeah, anyway, they want, to, they want to get it out of the
0: way. Okay, so you wrote another great article on the site. Check it out, uh, nascarreview dot Moving beyond Windows, building the two thousand and sixteen Nationals. Do you like the graphic? I on that? do like the graphic. It's Rizzo in front of a
1: Windows sixteen uh, logo. Yeah. So basically, this is my my response to people being like, "Oh, that with Zimmerman and and uh, Desmond leaving, like the, a window has closed." And while I agree that the team on paper might not be a 96-win team next year, and they were probably a 96-win team on paper this year, yeah, I still think they're really good. I agree with um, you. So I basically like built their roster out. And if you look at just what they have, and, and you can go through my logic through it all, but you have Zimmerman at first. I put Rendon at third because I don't want him to get hurt. He does not need to play second base yeah, I agree with that 100% with you. Trey he Turner. plays a great third base. Yeah, yeah, and he and he certainly has the bat to play third base. Right, right. you got Trey Turner up the middle. Um, now, is
0: that 100% like we're going to see Trey Turner day one? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just wow. building
1: my team. I uh, would
0: go crazy and, for that because he looked they, all right at the end of the season when they brought him up. He
1: looked I think, okay. I think, I think they should start the season with him. But Yeah, okay. me too. But then you have Harper and Worth in the outfield. I think you keep Taylor in center. Agreed. And then you have Espinoza playing middle infield with Turner, maybe even Espinoza at short and Turner at second. Fine, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then you have insanely good up-the-middle defense because this team, I will say it again, was the third highest in runs scored in the National League. Wow. That's the great. reason they failed was pitching in defense. Yeah. So play Espinosa at short. Play Taylor at center. Do as much as you can to have get better defense. Um, you're starting to already fill out the roster, though. Yeah. Um, you have first base through outfield filled. filled. And then you so have, what about catcher? Well, we'll talk about that. Okay. Uh, starting pitcher, you have Scherzer and Strasburg and, and Ross yeah. and Geo. Fine. And then who's the five, yeah. Probably Roark or AJ Cole as your fifth. And if Giolito is gonna probably get a little bit more time in the minors, but if he do- dominates in the minors, yes, bring him up. I would
0: be shocked if he started the season on the roster, think- but I, don't I, don't I wouldn't be shocked be. if he got called up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um
0: I would love Roark as number five. I think he I think he's ready for that position. I mean, yeah, I thought he was ready think- this year.
1: I think he had a tough year this year, but I think you put him back into an every fifth day starter and I think you'll see a guy yeah. closer to the guy from two years. And away. what a
0: fine Ross is. I'm I'm just amazed oh, how
1: he's he... he's certainly a good number three. Oh
0: and and uh a legitimate replacement for Jordan Zimmerman. I mean, yes, Jordan Zimmerman's better, but the right, amount of uh, money we're going to have to pay Ross as opposed to a Jordan Zimmerman, oh my god.
1: I mean, well, if, if you look at the 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 rotation of Scherzer, Strasburg, Ross, Gio, and Roar. Wow. That's a better five than almost every team has yeah. at almost every spot. Agreed. Now, obviously Strasburg has had injury history. Uh Ross is young. Gio's been declining, but he's still, like, a better-than-average pitcher. Yeah,
0: and especially as a fourth pitcher, he's got to be in the right. top he's ten of the number of four. one of the better
1: fourth pitchers in the league, for All sure. Right, right. So, I mean, if you're not comparing him to, say, um, I don't know, the Mets, then... Right, well, Very good, you know, very, very good pitching staff. Right. So, I'm pretty happy with the, that roster construction. To me, that's a team that can contend. Yeah. Um, you have Defoe as your backup in the middle infield and you trade, you Escobar. And the reason I think you do that is I think he's, you know, he is well, a high value right now. Yeah. Right. As well as he hit. I don't think there's any way he can do that. next. No year. way he does that again. And his defense is starting to look bad. Right. And this he, was
0: definitely a career year for him offensively. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: he's he's affordable. So I think you trade him. okay Okay. we'll um, that. Clint Robinson is a great backup first baseman, left field. Great.
0: He played amazing when we had all those injuries.
1: And I think the guy that went unnoticed this year is Matt Dendecker.
0: Yep. Who has
1: amazing numbers.
0: And defensively is amazing. On
1: one side of the plate and can play center field. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Dendecker, basically. Are they all
0: under contract? All the Robinson, Dendecker? uh... Oh, yeah.
1: Those guys are so young. Oh, great. Dendecker had like an over eight hundred, like an over eight fifty OPS against righties. Wow! So he's like a lefty platoon guy. He can't love hit him. lefties, but if you hit him against righties and you play him the right way, he's a great bench player. To yeah. Have. For
0: some reason, I remember him hitting home runs at the end of the season. Like he
1: hit two in two games I watched. Yeah, because he can hit righties. Yeah. He's a yeah. lefty. He's a lefty platoon player. I love it. Okay. He can be used to give Worth and Taylor days off and. You know, never bat him against the lefty, and he's a good player to have.
0: Right now, tell me about catcher, though. This he's basically
1: what Nate McCloud would have been if Nate McCloud didn't suck.
0: Right, and was also ten years younger.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. and much much cheaper. Instead of five million dollars a year, you're talking oh, about like five hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah. So tell uh, me about
0: catcher, because that's what I'm worried about.
1: Well, I would like to see them. I would like to see them find a catcher. Like, I don't know how free agent wise. I don't know. there's would not you pay? a lot out there. The one guy that I thought you could you could think about doing is um if you look the I don't I don't really love the idea of like signing Matt Weeters. I think he's gotta go no to the way. A A L and, and get a chance to DH. D H yeah. I
0: think his time and catcher's limited, right?
1: Yeah. The one catcher that I thought would be kind of intriguing. Uh-huh. is Jonathan Lucroy because he's a really good hitter. Where's he, on Milwaukee? He's Milwaukee's catcher. He had a down year number-wise this year, uh-huh. but if you look, he he got an injury, and he came back from the injury in, like, July, and he was awesome after July. So he was basically terrible, went on the DL, came back, and was awesome. Okay. So I think he can still hit the win. How old can. is he now? He's 29 this year, so he'll be 30 oh, next okay. year. Okay, we
0: got at least three years out of him.
1: Well, no, it's the last year of his contract but that means there's a Oh, we'd get him one year. But that means there's a decent chance that Milwaukee wants to trade him. Right. Right cuz you know, if it's the last year of his contract, if they can get something in exchange for him, they'll probably want to do that. Now, is
0: this Ramos is next year will be his last year on his yeah, contract? Yeah, Ramos
1: is done after next year too. Yeah, now, so Ramos is valuable and he's a good defensive catcher. I would um,
0: almost trade him this year for something then.
1: Well the problem is Lobatone you'd have to re-sign. Like Lobatone is, is a free agent I believe. So
0: Oh, I want to re-sign him.
1: And the trade please. Ramos, that's what I would want. It's interesting. Lobatone is a good backup catcher. Yes. His numbers offensively were pretty much identical to um No, I'm sorry. Lobatone is not a free agent yet. So oh. they can they do keep him okay another year.
0: So then why not why not Trade Ramos, who is going to demand money when he gets to resign, but that injury, his injury, is just too questionable for me. I just yeah. can't rely. I mean, last year we got what the most he's played. How many, how many games did he play for us last year? It's got to be a career high.
1: Yeah, it's up there. Um, Lobotone, but if he's our backup, I'm okay with that. Lobaton didn't play a ton, so you know. Yeah, I mean, Ramos played 128 games, 504 played appearances, which is which is a starting catcher. Now, do we have anyone in the farm system that's like... <sighs> no, no, None. not a catcher, not really. Man, that position, man, is so hard. It's hard to find a good hitting catcher, but there are plenty that hit better than Ramos this year. Salvador Perez. <laughs> good luck. I mean, most of them aren't available, but... Yeah, um, yeah so anyway, I mean, I think... So a that's month. a question
0: mark is what you're saying. Yeah,
1: catcher's a big question mark. And then obviously bullpen is the other big question mark. But I think without doing too many moves, right? Um, you could basically make your team with what you have and then go out. I think you trade Papelbon and Store, and I think you have to trade them both. That's a good move. Okay. Papelbon, you have to trade.
0: So you're saying bring in a closer, I, almost like what we did with uh, – who was our closer two years ago? Soriano. Soriano type of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you have to trade Papelbon. You, you yes, can't keep you it. can't keep that guy. He's and choked out our
0: the superstar. I'm not
1: sh- – I just don't know that you can keep storing either. He's too messed up now. Yeah, I just think he needs a new place. So what do you do? Well, you can go get one guy, and then I think you have um, between – rivero specialty yeah he's not a specialty he's awesome but oh you think you don't limit him to just lefty specialty? i think between rivero and reynaldo lopez you
0: have one of those guys in the back end of the bullpen interesting so do you see him as like a setup man or more of like a yeah. se- six seventh guy? Uh, a setup okay i'm okay with well, that i mean i think i love him i mean
1: i think and reynaldo lopez who's in the minor leagues but he's like he's yeah confident. you love him that's right I think he's probably – look, the Blue Jays just made the ALCS. They have a 20-year-old closer. I know. Who blew my mind tonight how good he is. And so if you think either, um, I don't know, Lopez or or Rivero can do it, you do it. And then you get – a maybe you go out and get one more Right. as both – as you know, and you call that your closer, or whatever you play around. I mean, you could go get like a Brad Ziegler, I think, is a free agent. You could go get one more, right. but that's where you spend your money. Yeah, maybe you get two more. Makes sense. That and makes then, a lot of sense. Um, you know, because we have to change it up. I mean, it didn't yeah. work. Well, Stammen's coming back, so he's in the oh, bullpen. Fighter of the, <laughs> Stay man, fighter of the nightmare, man, Fighter of the nightman. and um, we have Blake Trinan. Trinan, I think, stays in the bullpen. He's okay. got enough promise that you probably want to keep him out there and then there'll be some combination of um you know eric davis and abel de los santos and grace, grace and all these guys yeah. that'll come up and and take that other spot okay and aj cole could be your long man unless he ends up in the starter lineup and yeah. in the, in the what rotation. about thornton is he signed no he's a free agent and he's <sighs> like 38 or 39 and he was their best reliever this year. His yeah. velocity was down, and his but like he knows how to pitch yeah, his peripherals were bad compared to the years before, and his velocity was down from the years before. If that velocity is down for good because of age, I'd be hesitant, right, but if it was just like some guys have years where they're not you know their arms are dead and they're not pitching as as hard mm-hmm. um if he's back up. Velocity-wise, I think you definitely resign him because he was their best guy last year. And even if it's not, I think you think about it. Right. Um, the other guy that I'm intrigued by is David Carpenter, who they signed. Or oh who, yeah, who I remember. Him. They signed him. He was awesome. Yeah. He was really good for the Braves. And then he hurt his shoulder. Oh. And so I don't know what his situation is this off season. But if they could get another, if they could get him back and he's healthy, that's another guy I'd be interested in. But at least, like, we have a starting staff. We have pretty
0: much a lineup. It's just, like, catcher in those relief yeah, I pitchers. Mean, you, you I mean, it's easy to them. focus on.
1: One possibility is you do go out and get another outfielder, and you move Bryce to center, and you get a power bat for another outfield position. I don't know if that's how I'd want to spend my money if I yeah, was them. Yeah, that's going to be expensive. But it's possible. I mean, so you're you saying, to, like, get like a Matt Holliday type of player? Go get, I mean, there's some free agents you go get, like, you could go after Justin Upton if you wanted to. Wow. The only thing I think is, like, Justin I don't know. Upton's I, so I, streaky, though. He's like. I'd also have to look because do you really want, uh, like, I'd almost want a right, a lefty because the only lefty that's really in the lineup on a day to day basis is Harper. Right, yeah. Um, and Espinosa. Well, yeah, he's a switch hitter. <laughs> right. Um, and he's n- not as good from the left side, right? So, right. Which um, I love. I'll still never forget
0: when they said he was never going to hit lefty, and he did the first game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's Suspetus is going to be a free agent, I guess. Dexter Fowler. He wow. can play him at center. Jason Hayward. Oh, God. Jason Hayward.
0: Actually, he actually played pretty well this year after so much unproductive years in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm just, I, I just don't know if that's. If that's I, a lot of money. You're talking like eight to, oh yeah, to yeah. twelve million a year on these
1: type of guys. Oh, well, more than that, more than that. You're talking oh. like fifteen to twenty, probably. Oh my gosh, Jeez. Upton's gonna get a huge contract, I think. Huge, he's a, and he's so streaky,
0: in my opinion. He has
1: so many games where he's amazing, and then he can't hit for like weeks and Hayward's a good defensive outfielder and he's still a good hitter so wow that's going to be interesting Austin Jackson I don't know I mean there's guys out there but I just there's nobody that I really am like oh they should get him Now what about re-signing Span for another year So I think there's there's two guys that are definitely going to give a get a qualifying offer uh-huh. And that's Zimmerman and uh, Desmond because they're going to walk and they'll get draft picks for that. Right, right. And people are like, "Well, should you give Span a qualifying offer? Because that would be more than he got paid this year." Right. Qualifying offers around fifteen million, and I think you do. I think you do too. Because I think he's going to walk, and you'll get the draft pick for him. Right. Exactly. But I think if he doesn't, you're like, "Fine." Michael huh. Taylor will have one more year as, as you know, backup center fielder, and. Uh-huh. Which we is fine. He's so team. young. And we have Span lead off. I think you you're fine with it. You pay oh, him yeah. fifteen million. Fifty what people don't understand is paying Span fifteen million a year for three or four years is insane. Yeah. Paying Span fifteen million for one year, most GMs are like, okay, sounds great, I'll right, do it. exactly. Um, it's just a way of the, the sort of the economics of baseball, right? right they right. they would be happy to do that. So I think you do I think you give Span a qualifying offer. You if you if he takes it, great. If he walks, great. Right. You trade away Papelbon and Storn. Yeah. You move Rendon to third base. Yeah. You trade away Escobar and, unless you can get something better for Espinoza or you can get something really good for Wilmer Defoe. Huh. Because I, I think Defoe is one of those guys that, like, he may be an average second – his ceiling is probably, like, average second baseman. Yeah, right. And, like, great. If you can get a starting second baseman who's average – Out of your farm system, you love it. Yeah. But that's also something that you should be willing to trade if if the right thing comes up. If somebody sees him as more than that, you trade him. Yeah. But I think the one that you'll get the most for um, that you actually like is probably going to be Escobar. Um, Find a catcher somehow. Yeah, that's going to be the hardest right there. And then acquire a closer and maybe a setup man too.
0: Which I think that is so doable because it seems like it's like every year the teams, half the teams have different closers now. Yeah, there's going to be guys out there. Yeah. I mean, I trust, I, tr- I mean. I mean, it's is hard- Aroldis Chapman, is he, isn't he? is he going to be a free no, agent? No, I don't
1: think he's a free agent yet. I mean, oh, won't. you could go, first of all, you could go get Klippert if you wanted to. Yeah, but I don't you think they will. well, yeah. I mean, there are guys out there you could get, um, well, Brad Ziegler's probably. And he, Brad
0: Ziegler has that weird uh, delivery, right? Yeah, I like Joaquin that.
1: Soria's out there. Houston Streets out oh, there. Oh, there's so many. There's not. There's guys out there. There's not like a huge selection. Uh, Darren O'Day's out yeah, there. Yeah, but you'd have to think we coming to the Nats is a very sexy thing to a player too, because of who we have. Right, I would think so. Compared to yeah. the other teams that will be hiring, uh, you know, that will be looking for closers, the Nats will be a pretty good one. Right. But it's all about the money anyway. Right, right. Um, so, I, yeah, I think that's – So it's going to cool. be interesting off season, is what you're saying pretty much. I think it,
0: they have more to do than they did last year. Pretty yeah, exactly. right. I mean, and we never know what could happen. I mean, we could have never guessed that Max Scherzer was going to be our number one pitcher out of nowhere I feel like that came. right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think we've covered it. Uh, we're going to – I think are, we have anything left before we take a little bit of a hiatus? We're just going to watch some playoffs and yeah. we'll
1: come back and, and talk about um,
0: – So once some moves happen and we'll probably do a show. Can, hopefully yeah. we
1: can talk about a manager hire
0: soon. Yes, yeah, soon. Um, but we want to thank everyone for listening and uh, commenting and tweeting us. Remember, you can always go to the thenationalsreview.com. Uh, we have stories there, and we have a gear store if you want to pick up a shirt. Um, we have shirts. Do we even have, like, iPhone cases? I got a new idea for a shirt, Colman. Oh, a new one. I'll tell you about it after. All right. Can't, can't let the cat out of the bag. No, no. Uh, but you should definitely hit up the site and comment on the show and reach out to us. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at culmination.
1: I'm at Nationals Review.
0: And uh, we will see you at the park.
1: See you at the park in April.
0: Yeah, pictures and captures report in, like, 200 days. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. All right, everyone, we'll we'll talk to you soon.